listening to The Mindful Creative, the podcast about emotional health for creative wealth. Brought to you by Creatives for Creatives, this podcast was founded on the belief that looking after our emotional health and mindset brings us a wealth of creativity and joy in our creative pursuits. Hey there and welcome to episode two of The Mindful Creative, turning anxiety and comparison into excitement and inspiration. In this episode of The Mindful Creative, I'm chatting with fellow self-taught food photographer, Bee Lobbis. To connect with Bee, you can find her at beescookbook.com or on Instagram at Bee Lobbis. I'm lucky enough to have met Bee through my creative online pursuits and our friendship has grown through our mutual love of all things creative and mindset. The way Bee's mind works fascinates me. Her wise outlook and perspectives are well beyond her years, and every time I chat to Bee, her mindset is just so refreshing and something I find myself continually striving for. Bee's had a lot of success with Instagram, both from a personal journey and marketing herself as a photographer, so naturally, we've chatted about a number of our experiences with the platform and the growing insecurities of social media. Comparison is something I'm definitely not immune to. And I'd see a post on Instagram and feel anxiety and comparison taking over, yet B would see the same post and feel excitement and inspiration. And this has always fascinated me. And it wasn't until a psychologist had told me that anxiety and excitement have very similar physiological responses in the body, and that with help of our mind, we can shift the feeling of anxiety and comparison into something more prosperous, like excitement, which leads to inspiration. So I've asked Bea to be the mindful creative for this podcast and reveal how she's managed to live with an excitement and inspiration mindset. Bea joins me now. Bea, welcome and thank you so much for providing this beautiful space for us to chat today. Uh, Thank you for having me. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. (laughs) So Bea, you've got a wildly successful, fun and inspiring Instagram account. Like everyone else, you built that from the ground up. What was the intention of starting your Instagram account? Okay, so I think at the very beginning it was just um, to be another social media tool to promote promote my work and promote my blog. Um, however, because there is so many like different social medias, I failed to update the account, and I think the Instagram ended up not being updated very often. Um, I think it wasn't until a few months later that I started to pay a little bit more attention to Instagram and its contest, um, simply because of people. And I discovered so many inspiring people and I just loved how they share their passion and their stories through Instagram. Um, I just loved how visual Instagram is. Um, and how easily and quickly you could share things that you were excited about, whereas like blogging takes much more time. Yeah, it definitely does. And it does, doesn't yeah. it? And I think with with social media and especially Instagram being so visual, you can just share something like you excited about uh, very easily and very quickly. And I think what was the most important part at the time is that I was still trying to discover my own photographic style and it just seemed a perfect tool for me um, to improve my photography skills. Um, It kept me motivated, like working on something every day, on most days if I couldn't, you know, do it every day. And I think it was 
exactly what I needed at the time. Um, so it became my space to unleash my creativity. So I wanted to get better and experiment more with like cooking different food, preparing different food, photographing, um, but also being part of the community was and still is like very, very important to me. So when I was like thinking about my Instagram and I was thinking about the message I wanted to send, the voice, my voice, how I wanted my voice to sound, I really wanted it to be optimistic. Um, simply because I wanted to make people laugh and giggle and even like bring a small uh, smile on their faces. Um, because I think that we are bombarded by the bad news from all over the world. And although I know this is how life really is, I felt like I wanted my Instagram to give people a break, yeah. to inspire, yeah. to inspire to take pictures, um, to cook more, um, and also not to take life too seriously. And so how long ago did you start your Instagram account? Do you remember when you started to? I don't, to... yeah. I don't remember exactly, but I think I started to post more regular about, I'd say, uh, a year and a half, something like that. Yeah. And so when you started it, I'm assuming that you went into it, you know, with this fun-loving, really excited uh, feeling for your Instagram. Did did you at all have any sort of anxiety about if you were going to achieve what you set out to do or is it really just a, an, a, an experiment and to see, you know, fulfill what works for you personally? Yeah, I think... Um... I think it was very fun and exciting and it still is. The only thing that probably changed is uh, the way I post my pictures. So when I was just starting out, I would feel a little bit more anxious about what I posted. So I didn't know how people would react to it. So I think everybody, like when you when you put your work out there, it doesn't matter if it's social media or if it's your website or if it's your blog. We always think, oh, I wonder if people are going to like it. Especially if we like the work, we kind of fear, okay, what, what if somebody doesn't like it? Whereas now I know what I like and I understand that we all have different tastes and people might not like my work and that's okay. I'm totally okay with that. So I think um, I've learned not to take my work so personally, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. And so, I mean, I follow you on Instagram, obviously, and, you know, you post such beautiful pictures, what seems to be Thanks. daily, you know. So is your the way you post and your sharing strategy, the images that, po that you post, the messages, the caption – would you say that that's, you know, is that reality for you? Is it is it your life? Right. So if I, I think if you looked on my Instagram or on my blog or any other social media really and thought it was my real life, you would have to assume that I do nothing else but cook, photograph, eat breakfast and... I mean, it looks wonderful. <laughs> I wish my life was just like that. <laughs> um, 
And of course, this is not a full picture. Um, passion to food and photography is a huge part of my life, but it's not the full reality. Instagram is not my everyday life. It reflects what I am most passionate about, and it's food and photography. So, um, I mean, so it's a, it it's a part of your life is what you're essentially saying. Yeah, it's my passion. Yeah. So my passion is food and photography, but it's not it's not my full life. It's not my full reality. Um, and, you know, if we talk about my voice, it is my voice. And I believe and I really hope it is authentic because this is how I feel about things. So what I speak is how I really feel. Um, food that you see on my pictures is 100% real, 100% edible, 100% delicious. If I didn't think something was delicious, I wouldn't post it. Um, or I would say, okay, this didn't work or this failed or something else. Um, the f I style food in the most natural way. So... Uh, this is how I would serve it to my family or to my friends. Um, the scene, however, most of the time is just a fantasy. So it's the artistic vision. That's, that's photography. It's to catch attention. It's to inspire. So, for example, I don't serve porridge to my friends or my family with a handful of nuts thrown by the bowl um on the table but this is what you will see on my pictures this is like i said the artistic vision the fantasy it's part of styling the image the napkins that you will see on my pictures aren't always so perfectly placed in a real life i also don't own like 10 different tables i use um just simple boards uh, painted boards as a background and also when I choose the props I always think about photography so it's always chosen with photography language in in minds um, so yeah um, I think like if you ask me why um, you know food photography is just art like any other photography and my job as a food photographer is to make people hungry um, and, you know, if I photographed uh, food on just a random plate in a poor quality artificial light um, on a kitchen countertop and showing some dirty dishes in the background, believe me, it wouldn't inspire people to cook. It wouldn't inspire people to try that food. I don't think it would inspire people to take food pictures um, because we eat with our eyes. So photograph should shout you know eat me yeah make me you know and it sounds to me like the reality for you is sharing this with the community and inspiring people rather than look at my work it's so great it's perfect it's always on time in that kind of sense yeah and so You've got like you've got a quite a, a decent following and I've seen that grow, you know, over the past year or so. You you get a lot of comments um, which is amazing because that's what Instagram's about and we love to connect with other people. But have you noticed a shift in fellow creatives comparing themselves 
to your work or to the things that they see that you're posting? Um, definitely, yes. Um, you know, I really believe in this community and it's such a wonderful bunch of people and I connect with a lot of people who don't follow me but also like there is a lot of people who connect with me and will, you know, it's it's great how people support each other. And, you know, uh, I, I mean, I know it sounds like a cliche, but I honestly appreciate every single like and comment. And it really means the world to me. It's the best reward for for my work. But as my following numbers started to grow, I have noticed that what responsibility I have when I post something because people compare themselves to my, you know, they compare themselves to me, they compare their work to my work. Uh, I feel like they think they are not good enough, that their work is not good enough, Um, which my intention is to inspire people and I don't want them to feel bad about themselves because, I mean, you know, we talked about it, Rachel, before, that you cannot compare your journey to somebody else's journey. Exactly. You know, we often, I've noticed as well, we often uh, look at the following number on somebody's Instagram account, but we don't look at the number of pictures they post. Very often those people post for years. Exactly, yeah. And I I think I like... What I love about, you know, what you're speaking about is that you do realize that it is quite a responsibility that you have when you're sharing your work online and you have a large following. And it's something I know, I notice myself doing when people share their work with me is that it's all very special and I feel really grateful that people are reaching out to me with their work or commenting on my work and like you were saying before, you can't say that you don't like someone's work because it's different, you know. And I and I just wonder, I don't know, maybe I need to ask a few more Instagrammers, but I wonder if they realize this concept of this sort of social responsibility that they have with all these people who follow them. I don't know. I hope, I hope, yeah, I hope we do kind of like reframe our minds because first of all how we perceive somebody's instagram and i think the reframing will be realizing this is not their real life this is something they must be like really passionate about most of the time that's their best work and so there is a lot of hard work and sweat behind those pictures they they you know people who post diverse pictures, they must have failed thousands of times before they took this one, for example. Or they took, you know, loads of pictures before they achieved what you can see on this one, for example. But I also hope that people who, um, it doesn't matter how many followers you have really, because you can have just one follower, but I hope you realize that what responsibility you have when you post, you know, people are watching you, people are comparing themselves to you. So I hope people are true to themselves. And that's what I believe. Because, you know, um, I mean, we've talked about it before as well. I often hear how false social media is. And I try to have an open mind, but I am part of the social media and I don't want to 
and I don't want to perceive it this way. I don't want to feel and think this is false because I'm part of it. If I if I thought it was false, I would probably stop posting. Um, so I think what really important is to realize that, sure, it is edited reality. We all have to know that. But also, we edit our life offline as well. So when you think about it, if we go to the job interview, we wear clothes we probably don't wear every day. We wear our best clothes. And we're acting like super confident, even if we don't feel that way. Just to try, you know, in a way, we're trying to sell, sell ourselves um, just to get the job. Or, you know, if we fall in love, we only want to show ourselves in the best light and concealing everything we don't really like about ourselves or something we think the other half might not like. And, you know, how about if we meet new people? Um, we don't necessarily talk to them about our insecurities during the first conversation, do we? So, um, or share things we're not proud of. So I don't think there is anything wrong with that. It's not being false. It's just that we all want to be the best versions of ourselves. Yeah, and I think as long as... Yeah we realize that it is edited um it's a better way to look at it potentially than the idea of it being fake or false because i feel that there is a lot of um communication out there about what social media is and how it's evolving and it's not necessarily becoming as inspiring as it once was and i think i just think your point is really interesting that we are part of that and so what what are we doing to shift that mindset? Uh, I know for myself exactly. that comparison is something that I'm constantly working on, especially with Instagram. Um, and I'm just wondering, you know, do you compare yourself to others? You know? Of course I do. <laughs> we all do. Of course I do. And not only on social media, in real life too. Um, you know, if we're at school, we compare ourselves to others at work, at the party, on the street, in the shop. I think it's just part of being human, to be honest. And as I think we always are a sum of other people, people who surround us. And, you know, it's up to us really who we choose to learn from. Um, but I think only by observing the world and like listening to people and uh, we choose who we want to be or who we not want to be. And I think that's part of being, you know, growing as a, as a human being by comparing ourselves to other, by being inspired by others and, and how they live their lives. Um, I don't think without comparison, uh, we would be able to get better. And I think when I compare myself to others, most of the time I feel inspired to how I want my life to look like and what I would like to learn. And I feel motivated to work harder. And, you know, I feel relieved that there are people better than me because I just I love that so much. I, I've heard you say that a number of times and it's, it really inspires me, B, and it really moves me to a place of shifting from anxiety to excitement. And I hope the listeners out there, you know, 
write that down <laughs> because yeah. it's, it's a really beautiful way of just shifting that focus. Yeah, just, you know, it's, it's great. Think how many people you can learn from. It's just, uh, yeah, it's amazing. And so apart from looking at work and thinking that you're excited to learn, um, is there a way that you stop comparison from ruling your mental well-being, you know, and turning that into inspiration? Because I, you know, we're roughly the same age, but sometimes I think that you've had more life experience than me and, you know, you're really good at this. So I'd love to know, is there something for, for, for sorry, is there something that you've been able to achieve to, to shift that from, you know, anxiety to excitement? I think, um, I know we're talking here about, you know, I'm talking here about comparison in a, in a more positive way than it is perceived around social media or around the world. But despite everything that I say about the excitement, the inspiration, I know that comparing yourself to others can also have um, like serious side effects. So like what you've said about the anxiety and feeling even like depressed that you're not good enough. So for me, I think it's really important that you, well, you basically have to train your mind here. Um, you know, you train your mind as you train your body, basically. That's how it works. So moving from this negative comparing that basically drains all your energy and make you feel miserable to feel motivated by other people's work and they success as well, you know, not feeling depressed because they're successful, like be happy with their success. Great. One day I will success too, for example. Um, and I think people are creatures of emotions, unfortunately, which means our re reaction to anything is always based by an impulse we instantly feel. So we look at something and we instantly react emotionally to something and there is no logical thinking and not until the emotion starts to fade away and sometimes it never does. So for me, for me, if I want to live a creative life and I do, I understand that comparing myself to others is part of being human. I don't fight it. And when I do feel like I start to compare myself and it's not the usual comparison that will inspire me, but it makes me doubt my work. First, I recognize the feeling and then I can logically react to it. It's like a conversation with your best friend. Like, what would you honestly say to your friend that doubted her or his work? You would laugh. So this is what I do. I basically <laughs> laugh. I say to myself, I think you've got to. It's like it's not taking your life too seriously. So it's like, oh, Lubas, you are so silly. That's what I say to myself. Do you, just you go and can you just say that out loud to yourself? I do, yeah, I, I do. <laughs> and, you know, I'll just say to myself, just go and look at your old pictures. See what progress you've made. Yes, how I love hard that. Work let it go let it go it works for me I think like doubting yourself is having no respect for yourself and for your work you know like I get up every day I do the best I possibly can I work my ass off 
even if I don't quite like the work I created because sometimes you create something like you try to create the image you have in your head and what you actually create is, is totally different and you think, oh, okay, that doesn't quite look how I imagined it's going to look. And I think it's, it's respecting yourself for trying. You know, I just pat myself, uh, myself on the shoulder and just keep creating because that's what you've got to do. You've got to respect yourself for trying, even if you don't achieve your best work. Yeah, brilliant. I mean, I think <laughs> the thing that really moved me is, you know, doubting yourself is showing no respect. And I know for myself that there is a lot of doubt, you know, am I going to succeed? Am I, am I failing? Can I do this? And, you know, if I was talking to you or my sister or my husband and they were asking me, you know, could I do this? I would say, sure, of course, you know, you've got this. But when it comes to ourselves, we're, we're so harsh and I'm really hard on myself. And I think the lack of compassion that I have for myself is is probably showing a, not as much respect as I I should be showing myself. So um, I think that's a really beautiful point. Um, and can you tell me? Because I don't know. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, can I just get back to this? Because yeah. I don't know about you, Rachel. But when I was when I was at school, when I was basically trying to discover who I was, loving yourself was perceived as not something positive loving yourself would be perceived as like being arrogant yeah and therefore that's how I felt as well that I should never say I love myself because it's like being really arrogant and I think it's like again reframing your mind it's okay it's you've got to be your best friend you you really do yeah and I think especially with creativity because you know it happens when we're living in the moment and if our head is full of negative thoughts or our head is full of I have to achieve, I have to get XYZ in order for this picture to be beautiful, then we're not living in the moment. So it's just being okay with, like you said, that you get up, you try your best. If it fails, you pat yourself on the back and say, you know, well done. I tried. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. I've tried. And even if you do fail, and I mean, I have said it loads of times before there is nothing better than making mistakes because by making mistakes you learn and I think you should make as many mistakes as you can because because you try because you always learn something from that mistake and sometimes for example when I was taking some pictures and it didn't work it it although I failed I didn't really because it taught me something about the next pictures I was taking. I thought, okay, I've tried this before, it didn't work. Maybe I should try something else. So I think it's it's that's how we should look at ourselves, you know, respecting ourselves for getting up in the morning. It doesn't matter what time, you don't have to get up early. Just, get, you know, respecting for doing the work and trying our best because we all do. Yeah, beautiful. And so can you tell me a quote, B, that has helped you on this journey from shifting, you know, the comparison into inspiration? Yeah, well, there is, I mean, I'm like you. I love, love quotes. quotes. <laughs> <laughs> and I always, I'm always so inspired by your quotes and things you, you post or you share, which is great. There is so many, 
amazing, well, words, you know, you read something and you think, God, this is so good. But I think what helped me and what I also like remind myself often is rule your mind or it will rule you. And I think this is by Buddha. And I think uh, when you when you think about it, this is so true. You know, you either start uh, training your mind um, and how you how you think, or it can destroy you Absolutely. in a way. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and so each episode, um, if I interview a creative, we're going to offer a resource that helped you on your journey. So is there something that you read or watched, or something that really resonated with you that allowed you to strengthen this this mindset? Yeah, I do like to read a lot of um, different creative books and um, I really like Paul Arden way of thinking um, yeah, and the good. book, I, yeah, the book I would probably, because you read this, yeah. didn't you? Those, um, so this book is, it's not how good you are, it's how good you think you are. Um, and it's, it's a great book. It's a great book about like shifting your minds from thinking you're not good enough to I am good enough. I can be good enough. You know, I'm happy with who I am. Yeah. So I would definitely recommend this book to anyone. Great. And so but just before we finish up, if there is one thing that you could say to a fellow creative um, someone on your Instagram maybe or someone who's just listening to the podcast who finds themselves powerless um, against comparison, you know, what would you say to them? Um, what would I say to them? There is, it's always really hard to give advice because we are all different, but I can tell you what worked for me and it's loving myself. It, it's what me, you know, it's what we've talked about. So it's loving myself and loving in my eyes means respecting the very long learning process there is no shortcuts and I mean you know that it takes so much time and it's it's, it's never ending being too. Patient. Yeah. <laughs> it's being patient about this long learning process and it means you know loving yourself it's understanding that everyone's journey is different and this is something you can never compare. You can never compare your journey to someone else's journey. It's accepting that creative life is not an easy life. It's being okay with the fact that um, to create great work, you have to create tons of shit work. <laughs> and it's it's true. And it's taking um, it's taking life and your art seriously but not too seriously it's it's so it's so weird to actually say that but you've got to take it seriously enough but not too seriously so it doesn't drive you insane yeah and um, so seriously enough to work the hardest you can but not too seriously so it doesn't drive you insane and it's I think it's ditching the vision of a perfect life because perfect life doesn't exist um and what you have understanding that what you have is perfectly enough it means loving and supporting others 
I mean, this brings me so much joy to support other people because I know they work as hard as I do. Um, so, you know, it's understanding that social media is not the full picture. And what we see in real life isn't either. Um, it's just our perspective or someone else's perspective. Um, and we choose what we want to see. So let's choose to see more inspiring and exciting world. That's what I wish us all. Oh, amazing. Really. And that's why I love talking to you, B. And just I want to say a, a massive thank you. It was such a pleasure to witness the magic that goes on in your mind. You know, um, the way you enlighten me and other people, it, it really makes me connect to that quote that, you know, we need to rule our mind before it rules us. So I just want to say thank you for all the words and the beautiful um, way of looking at social media and life that you have. Um, I really enjoy it and I hope everyone listening today did as well. Thank you so much for having me. It was my pleasure. You know, you always inspire and enlighten me as well. So I feel really moved that you, you enjoyed it. Perfect. As always, B, it's been an absolute pleasure to witness your magic and I want to thank you for joining me today and enlightening us so we can rule our mind before it rules us. If you want to check out more of B's work or to connect with her on a personal level, please reach out to her uh, online or on Instagram. You can find her at beescookbook.com or at Lorbis on Instagram. That's it for this episode of The Mindful Creative. A big thanks to all the creatives who make this podcast possible. Until we meet again, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.